0: Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X, or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53, or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family.
1: It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Happy St. Patrick's Day, as Jill is dressed out in a beautiful red and brown shirt this morning in celebration of St. Patrick's Day. Zimmerman, isn't that an Irish name? Oh, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) But it is St. Patrick's Day. You like corned beef and cabbage?
0: Um, no. You don't? Well, I eat corned beef, but... You don't like the cabbage and the potatoes? Cabbage doesn't like
1: me. Well, you know, I never did either, but then I started eating it corned beef and cabbage, and it's not cabbage is cabbage it's really good when oh. you get it in corned beef and cabbage and no it's it's good stuff so if you got corned beef and cabbage lined up for today good for you because it is saint patrick's day but uh, be careful getting to where you want to go this morning huh
0: yeah it was pretty rough out there it kind of surprises you too because it's black and then all of a sudden it's shiny and it was slippery out there.
1: All right. So uh, be careful. Black ice out there because we did get rain and it turned to snow a little bit last night. And could be a little tricky because it's not going to warm up much today for that uh, ice to melt. We're about 21 and that's the forecast high for today. So we are where we are looking at our weather forecast. And not the best night for the Whitehall boys basketball team down at Madison. They ran into Onalaska Lutheran and ran into a buzzsaw and got beat last night. Started out good, but, uh, then the wheels kind of fell off and it was a game of catch up the rest of the way for Whitehall. And unfortunately, they, they didn't catch up. So Whitehall is out of the tournament and, uh, Onalaska Lutheran will continue to the championship game now in Division Four. Division Five this morning. Again, for folks from Chippewa Falls, if you're heading down the road, be careful on the interstate this morning because Chippewa Falls-McDonald will play the late Friday morning game. So again, later on this morning, Chippewa Falls-McDonald will be on the court. But again, if you're heading that way, be careful. We'll tell you about that and a whole lot more on a Friday morning at wax. Bob and Jill with you.
2: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: Once again, today, mostly cloudy and windy today, too. So besides some black ice you might catch up with, wind out there today, too. So be aware of all that. High about 21. 25 tomorrow, cloudy. Maybe a few more snow showers flying around. Full sun on Sunday. Should be a dandy up into 36. 36. And then the 40s on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Maybe Tuesday and Wednesday a little precipitation. It's 20 degrees right now here in the uh, Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls area. As we uh, take a look at our weather forecast here on WAX, and again, if you're heading down to the southern part of the state, to the Coliseum, to the. uh House or the cold center, whatever the, wherever you're going down there, wherever the games are, the cold center, do it carefully, won't you? And, uh, come on, McDonald, let's win a game down there. So on a St. Patrick's Day Friday morning, it's five o'clock, a minute after. This is 104.5 FM, WAXXO so, Claire, Let's find out what's going on today. NBC News Radio, I'm
3: Trey Thomas. The Biden administration is threatening to ban TikTok unless the app's Chinese owners sell their stakes in the company. Lisa Taylor has more. The TikTok CEO, Shuzi Chu, tells the Wall Street Journal a sale won't resolve America's national security
4: concerns over the popular video app. Chu says the demands for Chinese-owned ByteDance to sell its stake in TikTok won't offer any more protection than a plan the company proposed with U.S.-based company Oracle. There's concern the company could harvest and supply sensitive data on u.s users to the chinese government
3: multiple state governments and congress have banned the app from government devices i'm lisa taylor ukraine will be getting four fighter jets from poland mark mayfield has
5: the details these are mig-29 fighter jets and they'll be delivered in the near future poland is now the first nato country to provide ukraine with such jets as it fights back against russia's invasion more than a year after it began poland's president also reiterated his country's unwavering support for ukraine
3: There's been at least one confirmed tornado in North Texas as severe weather hits parts of the state. It happened over Fort Worth on Thursday afternoon, moving at roughly 30 miles per hour. Weather officials have also warned residents to watch out for tennis ball-sized and golf ball-sized hail amid a thunderstorm warning. Damaging wind gusts could be felt throughout the night. A train derailment in Washington state has caused a fuel spill. The derailment happened shortly after midnight Thursday in Anacortes. Officials say two engines, a buffer car, and four tank cars were involved. The two locomotives derailed and one of them spilled 3,100 gallons of diesel on the ground. 600 gallons of diesel were recovered. No one was injured. You're listening to NBC News Radio.
1: And as far as the weather's concerned, again, be careful out there. As uh, Jill told you just a few minutes ago, there's some black ice out there, and it will be a condition because it's not going to warm up a whole lot. 21, about what we are at right now, and that's about the high for the day. Cloudy day, windy day, maybe a few more flurries whistling around, but uh, not many. Just be careful of the black ice that's there. Down to about 12 tonight, 25 tomorrow. Cloudy, maybe a few more snow showers around the area. And then some sun on Sunday, getting back up to about 36, and then low to mid-40s, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Maybe a little rain, some kind of precipitation on Tuesday and Wednesday. Right now it's 20 around uh, the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area. Everybody in the upper teens to the low to mid-20s around the state this morning. So, again, if you're out there driving this morning before it gets to be daylight, be very careful. That shiny stuff in your headlights might be black ice. The crack
2: of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well,
1: let's get to the markets brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. And Joe will wrap up the week for the cash livestock.
0: Choice fed beef steers are 160 to 175 with mixed at 133 to 159. Choice fed beef heifers are 160 to 173 with mixed at 99 to 159. Choice fed Holstein steers are 135 to 147 with select and silage fed steers 97 to 133. Cows are 75 to 108. Bulls are 83 to 117. Butcher hogs are 50 to 77. Sows are 80. 58.5 and, and down. Boars are 18 to 25. Unshorn market lambs are 141 to 152. Feeder lambs are 167 to 280. Use are 70 to 99 with small goats 35 to $205. Medium goats 195 to $235. Large goats 175 to 410. And nanny goats are 25 to $260.
1: At the Mercantile Exchange yesterday, cattle futures were higher. The hogs were lower. April live cattle, one sixty-two. 35, up 80. June, 156.87. That was up 30 cents. August live cattle, 156.57, up 22. And October, up 20 cents, 161.32. Feeder cattle for April, 195.15, up $1.90. May at 200.27, up 147. August, 215.22. That's up 167. in September, up a dollar seventy five at two eighteen twenty. Lean Hog carcass contracts April seventy nine forty five down four thirty. May at eighty seven ninety seven down three thirty five. June ninety three forty seven down four seventy five. July also down four seventy five at ninety six ten. Board of trade was a little higher yesterday, but it was nervous. Corn sales to China for about the third straight day. Beans nervous on uh, the banking woes around the world and the South American crop. Overnight, we look at July contracts: corn up three cents, sitting at six nineteen a bushel this morning. Oats down a penny at three forty-five. July wheat up six seven fifteen. Beans up three at fourteen seventy-nine and meal up thirty cents a ton at four hundred sixty-six dollars and thirty cents. Barrel cheese was unchanged yesterday, 188 and three quarters, a block down three quarters to 195 and a quarter, butter went up two cents to 240 a pound. March class three, $18 even, that's up three cents. April was unchanged at 1860, May down a dime, 1831, June down 12 at 1853, July down a nickel, 1897, but prices were higher august out through january of next year that's the markets brought to you by rural mutual insurance ah let's have a taste of good this morning
2: wax 104.5 and the midwest farm report
1: as we take a look at some of the news in the world of agriculture joe tony evers is writing letters
0: he is and he's the latest official to send a letter to the food and drug administration urging the agency to reconsider its position to let commodities like almonds and soybeans use the term milk and other dairy names in their products. Current FDA guidelines say they can't use those terms, but about a month ago, FDA officials arbitrarily changed the definition of where milk comes from, making it okay for those terms to be used. In his letter, Evers said dairy farmers deserve the protection of They're supposed to have in such matters and that the FDA is allowing unfair competition from non-dairy products that are benefiting from dairy's reputation as a wholesome food for consumers.
1: And professional dairy producers of Wisconsin wrapped up their annual business conference yesterday and uh, did business, of course, down there. They uh, elected uh, three members, Patty Dolph from over down at Lake Mills, J.J. Pagel from Pagel's Ponderosa over in Kewanee, and Laura Ratz from Wagner Farms in Ocanto Falls. And uh, next year's conference, by the way, March 13th and 14th at the Kalahari Resort once again. The theme will be Driving Innovation. Well, one of the main speakers down there, we're going to hear part of it. We'll hear more of those, a uh, longer version of this in the future. But Don Bozzi and Don uh, Egg Re- Resource out of Chicago, and he's got offices really all over the world, but he talked about economics in the world, and of course, South America, we're looking at right now because of their crops. And I talked to him about uh, South America, Brazil, and Argentina and what what those changes, what we are seeing as far as our influence and their influence in the world.
5: When I first got in this business 44 years ago, the U.S. accounted for 64% of world agricultural trade. That number today is down around 10 or 11%. And so we're domesticating agriculture in the United States. It may be a good thing if China ever turns away from us, but when I think about Brazil, it was just 10 years ago that they hardly exported any corn. Now the USDA is forecasting them to be the world's largest corn exporter. That's why I said it is a renaissance of Brazil in terms of its ability to produce for the world we are still there but we are now becoming less uh, tied to exports than we've been in prior cycles
1: but if we look at uh, America 10 or 11 percent sounds to me like with Brazil South America and, and other parts of the world that can be turned into agricultural giants that number for us is going to go down well, it is, and it's going to be a little depressant on terms of our
5: profitability. There is this thing uh, happening around 2060, which we call peak farmland globally, and at that point, when we absorb all those acres in the Black Sea in South America, that's when the yield and the whole production story really gets interesting in terms of what will happen to global agriculture. But today, there's still 18 million acres in South America, maybe something like 14 to 15 in the Black Sea that can be brought into production. We never know what's going to happen in Africa. Africa is kind of a black hole, but suggesting that we are getting to the end where humankind needs to be more cognizant of technology and yield and food production will be more technologically based than it's ever been before.
1: And that's Don Bossey. Just a few of his comments. We had a, a long interview with Dan and talked to him about the world. That was just South America. And again, farmland, they're not making anymore. We've been saying that for a long time, but now it's getting to a critical mass because we've got so many people In this world that have to be fed, and where is that food going to come from? So, you know, a lot of things figure into that equation, including solar panels, wind turbines, energy sources, a lot of factors have to be into the discussion. So, again, Dan Bozzi, and we'll hear more from Dan coming up, but he was one of the main speakers and, and a good one too at Professional Dairy Producers of Wisconsin. 17 minutes after 5 o'clock here at Wax, and we've got more farm news to get to, including we're going to have a conversation that we're going to hear with uh, Rebecca Volk, who is chairperson of the Public Service Commission on Rural Broadband in Wisconsin. But before we do that, some folks are calling the state of Minnesota on the carpet, Jill.
0: They absolutely are. They have made some of their citizen group mad, and those groups are suing the state. A lawsuit ha- suit has been filed. In the U.S. District Court for the District of Minnesota by the Minnesota Soybean Growers, Ethanol Groups, and the Clean Fuels Development Coalition, and many others claiming the state has violated the Constitution and federal law by adopting California's zero emissions vehicle mandates. Earlier, California approved regulations calling for all new light and medium duty vehicles to have zero emissions by 2035. But in 2021, according to reports from DTN, Minnesota adopted that California rule and took it even further by saying vehicles in the Gover State had to be zero emissions by 2025. The lawsuit claims that the Federal Energy Policy and Conservation Act creates a uniform national policy and the states can't supersede those rules. If adopted... Minnesota soybean industry officials say it would cost the state about $1.7 billion in losses just to that industry in production and jobs.
1: And we'll have to keep an eye on that over in Minnesota. So, again, changing federal law. Can they do it? They're trying, but there are other folks trying to stop them, too. All right, 19 minutes after 5 o'clock, an update on rural broadband in Wisconsin with the chair public service commission that's next right here on wax 20 degrees out there we're going to get a high about 21 and again if you're going down to madison uh mcdonald fans leaving before it gets daylight be careful that black might be ice not just wet so be careful out there travel safely and uh, let's bring the max a victory keeping it rural wax
2: 104.5 and the midwest farm report
6: The Public Service Commission received 74 applications to expand broadband access. This has been ongoing with grants being provided each year. I'm Charity Seebecker from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. PSC Chairperson Rebecca Vock explains how the effort to provide broadband services in rural areas is going and why it is so important.
7: It's going really well. So we've been doing this now each year. In a couple of years, we did it twice a year. Since 2019, we have awarded nearly $340 million in funding for projects to bring expanded or improved service to more than 390,000 Wisconsin homes and businesses. And a predominant portion of that 390,000 locations are located in our rural areas. We know that Wisconsin has a number of challenging areas to serve. We have cranberry bogs, we have dense forests, we have, you know, very steep granite that we have to traverse. And so we know that there are still people who lack access to broadband and it is our goal to make sure that everybody gets connected.
6: When will this grant money be going out and is there more coming So currently, we have the 74 applications that were
7: received. We have $14 million available to us currently under the state broadband grant program. What's really important is that when he delivered his budget address, Governor Evers announced another round of broadband expansion grant dollars. And he's proposing a $750 million investment into the state broadband expansion grant program. And under that plan, we would distribute no less than $75 million per year. So the $14 million that's available right now, we expect to announce those grant recipients by this summer. The governor's budget also includes... digital equity portion. And because we know that it's not just about access to the infrastructure itself, but we know that we also have to be focused on affordable internet service and adoption. So if there are parts Of our state where there's a part of the population that doesn't understand how to access the internet or they can't access it because it is not affordable, then they're not living to their fullest potential in terms of being able to utilize our digital tools. So we also recognize that it is important for us to also be focused on affordability and adoption.
6: How many people are really able to be benefited from this? How much of an impact does this really have on Wisconsin? It has an incredible impact. Just since 2019,
7: we have brought or improved service to nearly 400,000 Wisconsin locations. And this latest grant round will build on that success, but it's really critical that we continue to get funding at the state level. There's a lot of talk about the dollars that are available from the federal level. And those dollars are extraordinarily important. But we need more investment than just the federal dollars to ensure that everybody gets connected. We also, in the governor's budget, he proposed a line extension grant program, and really what that does is we've heard from a lot of people in rural Wisconsin who they have a neighbor across the road who has access to fiber, but then when they call the internet service provider, the estimate to bring that fiber up a quarter of a mile long driveway is too high of a cost. So this line extension grant program would reduce the cost of those expensive line extensions and really help rural households to access broadband. The governor is also proposing to change state law so that local governments can enact an ordinance or they can adopt a resolution that would authorize the local unit of government to construct and own or operate any facility to provide broadband service. That would also allow those communities to apply directly for a grant from the PSC. So it's a combination of a lot of different tools that we need to ensure are in the toolbox, um, especially for our neighbors in the rural parts of Wisconsin in order to access high-speed Internet.
6: What are some of the key challenges that are affecting being able to have all of these rural communities have that broadband access? Is it supply chain, the wires, or what exactly are these key things that are really affecting making this very streamlined?
7: So I think the biggest challenge that we face is having accurate maps. So we need to ensure that we know exactly where broadband is needed and where it's already available. And for the, you know, past 15 years, it's been really difficult to have very specific, accurate data, and we're making a lot of progress on that front. The maps that we have at the Wisconsin Broadband Office really contain a lot of information that helps us to decide when we're making these grants where the infrastructure is needed the most. So I would say the biggest challenge is the mapping data, but certainly we've seen some impact on supply chain related to the cost and the availability of materials. And really in Wisconsin, you know we have a limited construction season. So that is a challenge as well, which is why at the PSC, we try to schedule our grant rounds so that we can get dollars out the door to those eligible recipients. And that they have enough time to take full advantage of the construction season here in Wisconsin.
6: How prevalent of a gap is there between rural communities and non-rural? Just how bad is it? Are people really just, hey, I've got to go to McDonald's to get this work done? Or where is that line?
7: You know, I would say it's all over. So I have heard numerous times about students, you know, having to go to a parking lot or to their local library in order to finish their homework we really heard a lot of those stories during the height of the pandemic. And it is what motivates us here at the PSC to make sure that we are deploying these dollars as responsibly, but as quickly as possible. We understand that there is a huge need in the rural communities, but we also see needs all across the state. I would say that just because of the topography of our state, that there are areas in every single corner of our state that still need access to high-speed Internet.
1: And they're doing their best. Again, that's Rebecca Volk talking with our charity, Sebecker on rural broadband in Wisconsin. Uh, how fast are we going to get it to the rest of the state? It's a arduous task, to say the least. Coming up on 29 Minutes after 5 o'clock, we'll catch up with some of our local news. We'll get Morgan in here next on WAX.
2: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report About
1: 29 minutes now before 6 o'clock uh, We're about 20 degrees, everybody's pretty much in the teens or low 20s around the state And it's going to be a windy day today Mike Dander's going to catch us up on all the weather coming up But let's catch up on some of our other news this morning Morgan McCarthy joins us on a Friday morning, St. Patrick's Day Morning, Morgan well, good morning.
4: Here's what we're learning today. Hopefully your Irish eyes are smiling and at the national level, President Biden will host the Prime Minister of Ireland for St. Patrick's Day. For a bilateral meeting and St. Patrick's Day celebration, continuing a long-standing St. Patrick's Day tradition here at the White House. Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre there. In headlines that bring us closer to our area, a mobile home in Jackson County is a total loss after a fire. As firefighters say, no one was home, no one was hurt when the trailer near Elma Center burned. Firefighters from local departments, including Black River, Falls, Clark County, Fairchild, Hickston, Maryland, they all played a part in putting out that fire. No word on what started the blaze. Are we just throwing money down a pothole? Well, Wisconsin's getting $24 million in federal money to be used on road projects. Governor Tony evers says the money will be used on 18 different projects, including installing smart traffic lights, buying electric buses, and extending multi use trails. If you want to see a full list of those projects, we'll link you right up to the DOT when you stop first at 715newsroom.com. A new plan at the Capitol has a rifle and and an official title in its crosshairs. A new plan to make the Henry 4570 Wisconsin's official state rifle. The new legislation has a few state reps coming together saying it would be symbolic. No one would have to buy a rifle. The state wouldn't be purchasing any either. Now, it's a local connection. Henry is based in Rice Lake. There's a Henry plant in Ladysmith as well. At least nine other states across the union have official state rifles. Kalahari makes a splash in the Dells. Maybe you've heard that they're expanding. They announced that that $50 million expansion will add over 200 new rooms kalahari resorts president travis nelson said the growth is a reflection of the popularity of the resort there and they hope to have those new rooms open by uh, maybe the next time you take the kiddos for a memorial day weekend 2024 and while we're traveling it'll take us a little further than the dells if you want to go green tripping.com naming the seven best cities to get your green on on this st patty's day number one on that list where the waters die green in the chicago river the windy city takes the top spot and it's also home to one of the largest st Paddy's Day parades in the country but nobody's luckier than our old Bob Bullsold, as we do head back to the barn this morning and may the road rise to meet you on the way to the mill coast with Bob Jill and your Midwest Farm Report on Wax 104.5.
1: Ah thanks Morgan may the road meet you as well. You ever been to uh, Chicago on St. Patrick's Day and seen the Green River? Chicago mm-hmm. River Green? No I have not. Yeah it's something to see it really is. They do it upright in Chicago. Of course old so Mayor Daly, the Irish mayor in Chicago for so long, but uh, Chicago does know how to celebrate St. Patrick's Day, so uh, be careful out there if you're going to Chicago. All right, let's not, uh, well, let's see if you're going to Chicago how the roads are, because Mike D'Andrea is over at Skywarn 13 to take a look at our weather, and, uh... Could be some tricky spots out there this morning, huh, Mike? Yeah, when I was
8: driving in on 29, there was a few slick spots, and it's mostly a result of how quickly our temperatures dropped through the overnight. And, well, the rain that we saw yesterday on top of a little bit of snow melt, that refreezing uh, caused some black ice. So if you are heading out before daybreak especially, uh, may want to take your time and just plan accordingly. Maybe just need to give yourself a few extra minutes. But today, for the most part, as far as precipitation falling from the sky, it is going to be rather quiet. We may have a few chances at a brief snow shower or some flurries, otherwise mainly cloudy, but blustery with winds sustained between 15 to 25 miles per hour and highs only into the low twenty. So it is going to be a cold and blustery one. Staying windy tonight with lows zipping to the low teens. So wind chill is going to be a bit of a factor tonight. Tomorrow, more of the same, blustery, and highs only reaching the low to mid-20s. But then Sunday, we start to see the winds relax a little bit anyways. Sunshine makes a return, and we're back into the mid-30s. Then Monday, we'll have a few clouds start to stream in, but highs getting back into the mid-40s, so pretty close to where we should be for this time of year. Otherwise, mainly cloudy on Tuesday, highs into the low-40s. Now, Wednesday and Thursday both bring us chances at precipitation, likely hanging out into the mid to upper-40s for those days. So again, either at average or even a few degrees above but right now it is cold 18 degrees is the temperature but a wind chill of two degrees with an overcast sky
1: so that wind is already a factor
8: yes yes it is our winds right now gusting at 28 miles per hour sustained at 18 so a little windy
1: yeah i guess it is they got any irishman in north dakota
8: uh, no, it's mostly uh, mostly Russians
1: and Germans. Is it really? so they don't celebrate Saint Patrick's Day a whole lot up there? huh?
8: Well, everybody's Irish
1: <laughs> today. <laughs> St. Patrick's Day, that's for sure.
8: <laughs> yeah, there's there's some uh, there's some fun bar crawls there and everything too in the Bismarck area. So
1: do they I'm, serve corned beef
8: and cabbage up there? They're at the Blarney Stone, which I mean that a name like that, you'd probably imagine uh-huh. that they do. But uh-huh. yes,
1: well, that's good. So are you gonna have corned beef and cabbage today.
8: Uh, actually, I'm going to have some chicken and spinach pasta because I'm Italian.
1: <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with that. You, <laughs> you enjoy what you enjoy, Michael. Have a good weekend. You too, Bob. We'll talk to you next week. That boy, Mike Dandry over there at Skywarn 13, taking a look at our weather on Wax. Brought, uh, weather on Wax, brought to you by Chippewa Ag Solutions. we're about 23 minutes now before six o'clock. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of
2: life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: And let's take a look at more news in the world of agriculture. Some things coming up, some uh, important dates. One of those uh, is Department of Agriculture Training and Consumer Protection now is uh, looking for students to apply for the Wisconsin Agriculture Youth Council. And applications will be accepted through the end the end of the month, March 31st. From students who will be seniors during the 2023-2024 school year, the Wisconsin Ag Youth Council is comprised of 15 members from across the state. The goals of the council are to highlight agricultural careers, share available resources, provide insight into policy development, and create networking opportunities Council members serve a one-year term participating in monthly virtual sessions, and for each session, members rotate uh, serving in four leadership roles. Now, to apply, students must complete an application, an essay, a one-minute video, and a letter of recommendation. Council members will be selected based on their submitted materials, and I know we've had young people from around our area that have served on those first two council, They said it's a really a good opportunity to network with other youth around the state and uh, leaders of agriculture. So, again, if you've got a senior during the 2023-2024 school year, have them think about it. Join the Wisconsin Ag Youth Council down at the Department of Agriculture, Trade and Consumer Protection. March 31st is the deadline. Speaking of deadlines, we got others too, Jill.
0: So today is the deadline for the state meat processors to apply for state grants to help grow and improve their operations. Those grants can be up to $50,000 for processors who want to help covering operating expenses, engineering and architectural costs, construction, food safety consultations, equipment purchases, and equipment installation. All projects must be completed within two years of getting a grant. Processors must also be able to Match the amount of that grant And another uh, Thing that's Due today, apply by today Is the U.S. Department of Ag uh, It wants to have from The Natural Resources Conservation, the NRCS They need to have Your conservation stewardship program Sign up, is due today So we've talked about that a little bit Before but reach out to the NRCS and Get your conservation stewardship program, sign up.
1: And uh, besides that, all federal agencies are in the scope or in the sites right now because farmers are being asked to give their opinions on how federal agencies that work with farmers are doing their job. NRCS, Farm Service Agency, and others. That survey is open until March 31st. And the USDA says it will help them better understand the unique needs of farmers. So those are some of the things coming up. we got other things on the calendar. We'll look at some of that coming up on WAX.
2: The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over
1: 35 years.
2: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: Once again, 18 degrees out there. The wind is blowing, so it's uh, feeling kind of cold out there with the wind chill factor. And again, the roads might be a little black ice on the road, so do be careful. This is St. Patrick's Day. And, Jill, we didn't get any message of any civic groups or anything like that having a special corn, beef, and cabbage. Lots of restaurants, of course, will be having Corn beef and cabbage today, but there are, as always, a Friday night in Wisconsin, St. Patrick's Day or not, there's always a chance to get fish.
0: There is at St. Olaf's Men's Club. is their all-you-can-eat fish fry at the St. Olaf's Parish in Eau Claire.
1: On the north side of Eau Claire. That'll be uh, this evening. it start about uh, 4 o'clock, something like that. Yep,
0: 4 to 7 o'clock. What else is going on? Well, this is the start of Volume 1 and Wisconsin Beef Council's combination of Burger Week they actually have a Burger Week down in Madison. They thought they'd try it up here. It's March 17th through the 26th. There are 16 Eau Claire restaurants with specialty burgers. Um, you just I went online, I Googled Volume 1, and it gave me a whole lineup of awful nice pictures of burgers. And that's the 17th through the 26th.
1: And there are a lot of restaurants in Eau Claire that serve really, really good burgers. So, again, Burger Week, get out and enjoy it. What else? Well, the Beef and Dairy Forge, their
0: have Chippewa Valley Forage Council will have their annual spring seminar today at the Back 40 Dining and Cocktails East of Bloomers from 11.30 to 2.30. Registration starts at 11.15 with a whole lot of extension specialists doing their speaking up there and you'll learn a lot. And the last... Annual district meeting for equity livestock is going to be to, today and Stratford at the Country Air starting at eleven o'clock. And the Monroe County DHIA they're having their annual banquet tonight at Club Sixteen banquet room in Sparta starting at seven forty-five with a buffet meal.
1: All right, so lots of good things going on in that extension meeting. Up at uh, the back 40, that's up north of Bloomer, corner of 40 and 64, if you're wondering where that is. So, a uh, lot's going on if you're going out. Uh, again, drive safely. And uh, if you're going to Madison, stop at the Cole Center and cheer on the Chippewa Falls. McDonald Max, they'll play Fall River on the late Friday morning game. So, a little bit later on this morning, I would suppose that's about 11 o'clock, something like that, that they will be playing if you can't get down there. Should be on TV. Shouldn't have any problem finding it. I believe Channel 18 here in Eau Claire will be uh, ABC affiliate carrying that. So, good luck. Last night, Whitehall got beat by Onalaska Lutheran, but uh, played a good, tough game. Unfortunately, just came up a little bit short as far as the score is concerned. We've got markets coming up. It's a quarter to six at Wax. Wax
2: 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: And uh, speaking of Burger Week, uh, Jill did have a test talk with folks at the Wisconsin Beef Council. Let's hear a little of that. Burgers. It's a real promotion for the Chippewa Valley. I caught up with
0: Angie and She is director of marketing for the Wisconsin Beef Council. So what is this event called and what's it all about? We are up here in the Chippewa
9: Valley promoting the first ever Chippewa Valley Burger Week. So we've got restaurants that are participating from Eau Claire, Altoona, Chippewa Falls, 16 restaurants exactly um, in the first ever. And it's longer than a week. It's 10 days. So it's going to start Friday, March 17th, and run through Sunday, March 26th. So um, we're partnering with Volume 1 to present this promotion. Um, You can go to their website. It's volume1.com org and forward slash Burger Week. And they got a great website page that lists all the participating restaurants, all the featured burgers. We're trying four of them ourselves, and so far they're all winners. They are all delicious, all great, delicious beef burgers. Um, and little descriptions, too, of what it is, uh, what makes their burgers so great and why you should head out and try their burger during Burger Week. So where did this idea come from? You said it's the first ever. Right. So we've been partnering with um, some media companies down in Madison and doing a Madison Burger Week. And I can't tell you how many years exactly, but seven to eight years. And um, we decided, why are we not doing this in other great Wisconsin areas (laughs) So we reached out to Volume 1, actually pre-COVID. We were going to launch the first Chippewa Valley Burger Week in 2020, but we all know what happened in 2020. So it got put on the back burner, but we revisited the idea earlier this year, and um, Volume 1 was already thinking about it too and how they were going to do it. So it worked out perfectly. The stars aligned, and we got it all put together, and we're bringing the first-ever Burger Week here to the Chippewa Valley. So hopefully it goes great. Um, Hopefully we get a lot of traffic and a lot of burger sales with our 16 participants and we can do it every year and expand it
1: and that's angie horkin from the beef council sounds like a good event
0: it was a tasty event we went out and tried some burgers and i highly recommend it and as she said there are 16 restaurants in eau claire el and chippewa falls participating in it and go to volume one the pictures are awesome and boy it'll tantalize you. how'd
1: you get that assignment not me I know people. (laughs) You must know people already. (laughs) Uh, Well, speaking of beef, let's go to the markets, huh?
0: Yep, let's head over to Altoon Equity and hear from Jim Lindsay.
10: Choice beef steers nefers dollar thirty to a dollar fifty eight. Choice dairy cross steers nefers dollar thirty to a dollar fifty two. choice and prime Holstein steers dollar forty to a dollar fifty. Choice Holstein steers dollar twenty five to a dollar forty. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers dollar twenty four and down. Top twenty percent of the cold cows sold from ninety one to a dollar, made a top of $107. 60 percent of the cows sold from seventy to ninety. Bottom twenty percent of the cows sold from sixty nine and down. Organic market from twos to eighty percent of the organic cows sold from a dollar fifteen to a dollar forty nine bottom. 20% of organic cows sold from fourteen and down. Coal bulls sold from 95 a dollar ten. Thin full horn and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95 pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from $100 to $230 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $100 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from $150 to $320 per head. Sows on Thursday sold from 55 to 64 Our next special feeder sale is this Friday, March 17th starting at noon. We are expecting $150 to $200 head for this sale. We have a lot of good Holstein and beef feeders for that sale, as well as a few bred beef cows. We will also be having a special bred beef cow on Saturday, March 25th, starting at 11 a.m. We are expecting 120 to 150 cows for this sale. All feeder sales are live on Kettle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Kettle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in El Tuna. Have a great day. For those who work in acres not an
2: hour. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Nine
1: minutes before six o'clock on a Friday morning St. Patrick's Day as our resident Irishman, Mr. Fitzgerald, joins us. Top of the morning to you, sir.
11: Well, Bob, thank you and top of the morning to you also and happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody and uh, well, it might not be a bad idea this morning. Just put the coffee aside and uh, just get some Baelish Irish cream or something <laughs> out to warm you up. because It's, yeah. it's it's cold out.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. There's no question about that. There's a lot of Irish drinks that would warm you up this morning. Well,
11: you you can you don't have to be too creative if you want to <laughs> I remember uh, when you... we,
1: we went over to Ireland one time and we went into one of the pubs and one of the guys with us said I'll have some uh, Jameson uh some Jameson and Coke and the bartender just about came over the bar at him. What did you say? You know in that Irish accent. What did you say? He said, "I'll have some Jameson and Coke." He wouldn't serve it. He says, "You don't mess up our Irish whiskey with Coca-Cola." There you go. <laughs> oh, so they drink it straight. I mean, even if you ask them for ice, they get upset because they figure it's getting watered down. That's right,
11: and uh, that is a true Irish spirit, you know. So <laughs> absolutely, and,
1: uh, we got so anyway. we got Irish in a hurry. We got. Uh, you know, I'm glad he ordered before I did, because I was going to have Jameson and water, and I thought, well, he but he but Jameson and Coke, the guy almost had a heart attack behind the bar. So don't go to Ireland and water down the whiskey. Well, you, we, go. uh, you got uh, you got a big meeting today at about eleven o'clock there at the uh, Country Air. The annual meeting is coming up. How long is your presentation going to be?
11: Uh <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go and have lunch and oh, listen to okay. the listen to the speakers. And, but but uh, right. uh, seriously, though, uh, folks, if you're out coming, uh, like uh, Joe was talking before, uh, I'm watching the traffic here this morning. It's uh, it's uh, cautious to say yep. best. And like I said, we got that rain yesterday, and then it froze. We got just a very thin coating of snow, so it could be nasty. Drive yep. careful.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Good advice. Wrap up the week for us
11: better do that, too. It's gotten up to be 6 o'clock already. Bob, thank you. And a very good morning to everyone. A summary from yesterday, Thursday, and this past week here at Equity Stratford. Markets continue to be very good uh, this week, especially on uh, the cows. High-yielding, fleshy, and holsting, and beef cows uh, uh, all week, selling from 88 to 98. Uh, fancy cows from 98 to 103. Extreme top on the cows this week did reach 104.5. Most of the cows between 68 and 88, and your thinner cows, like carcass cows, 65 and below. Organic market on Tuesday. higher Organics mostly from 120 to 135. Uh, back now to the conventional markets on the bulls. Better quality bulls are selling mostly from 97 to 112, topping at 115. Lighter bulls, 90 and below. Fed cattle trade this week. Charge grading Holstein steers are selling mostly from 132 to 146 and a half. Select underfinished cattle, over finished cattle, 128 and below. On the calf market again, a strong market, especially on the bull calves and the beef calves. Not so much on the heifer calves. Anyway, the good quality, 92, 130 pounds Holstein bull Cas one uh, selling from 100 to 240 fancy bull from 240 to a top of 260 heifer cas like I said uh, not the greatest demand this week a little better than last week though mostly 25 to 60 few heifer cas on Monday up to 85. And your good quality beef cows are getting very, very strong. Uh, they got to weigh about 220 pounds, and they're selling from two hundred to four forty fancy, fancy top end beef calves from four forty up to four sixty. Just take a peek, a look at next week's schedule for marketing week on tap. Of course, our next hay sale will be next Tuesday. Our next dairy auction will be next Tuesday, and folks, uh, if you're in the dairy business, uh, be a very good opportunity next week uh, to add some really top quality cows to your herd. We uh, do have a complete herd dispersal: sixty cows, mostly Holsteins. There'll be some several Jerseys in. The- jersey crosses and again tie Tall milk cows for you folks in that type of an operation very good components on this herd. again a lot of information on our website so check that out equity co-op click on the stratford page and our next feeder sale will be next wednesday and as bob mentioned looking forward to visit with the folks here today at country air registration starts at 11 i think they'll get the meal going around eleven thirty, quarter to 12 business meeting to follow so uh, anyway looking forward to that but again like i said at the top uh uh, drive careful, and, uh, well, uh, uh, this is probably kind of hard to tell an Irishman, but uh, do drink in moderation today anyway,
1: so. <laughs> well, that's what they say. It's hard to tell an Irishman anything. <laughs> well, <that's, laughs> hey, the end of I the can... story, as Paul Harvey would say the rest of the story, that bartender never gave that guy Jameson and Coke. <laughs> he says, why don't you have a Guinness instead? The guy says, okay. So everybody came out <laughs> happy. Hey, you have a good meeting today, and we'll talk to you later. Happy St. Patrick's Day.
11: You guys also enjoy the weekend. We'll talk to uh, we'll talk to you folks uh, next week.
1: Very good, Jerry Fitzgerald. Hey, let's take a look at the markets board of trade. Yesterday was higher, and overnight a little higher as well. For the most part, July corn up three at six nineteen this morning. The oats down a penny at three forty five. Wheat up six seven fifteen. Soybeans up three at fourteen seventy nine, and meal up thirty cents a ton at four sixty six thirty. And the country elevator prices.
0: Northside elevator, loyal location, corns at five eighty six with beans at fourteen twenty eight. At the Arcadia location, corns at six zero three with beans at fourteen thirty eight. Wheat and Grain, Chippewa Falls location, corn's at 582 with soybeans at 1434. In Connorsville location, corn 582 and beans at 1429.
1: On the DTN screen, golden plump corn today, 603. Baldwin, 590. Beans, 1433. Duran, 585 on the corn, 1428 on the beans. Mondovi and Elmwood, 590 on the corn. Beans, 1433 in Mondovi, 1438 at Elmwood. 576 for the corn at Fall Creek, 1408 on the beans. Osseo, 595 and 1438 Elkbound 591 and 1434. Spartas Corn 590. Beans 1442. Ellsworth 565 and Beans 1388. Ethanol Plants, Boyceville, 602. Stanley five ninety two New Richmond five eighty four Barrel cheese one eighty-eight and three quarters blocks down three quarters one ninety five and a quarter butter up two at two forty March class three, 18 dollars up three April unchanged eighteen sixty May down a dime eighteen thirty one June down twelve at eighteen fifty three and prices August through January were higher eighteen degrees now on St Patrick's Day you're heading out on the road be careful and let's bring chippewa falls mcdonald home a win later on this morning you've been listening to the midwest farm report available at waxradio.com
2: in its entirety every day brought to you in part by bluff country feed and seed and Montovi, and the Chilson family of brand dealerships chippewa falls and kadok on demand content at waxradio.com